somebody wouldn't look at your heart and say, oh, that's Riley's heart, and this is Riley. Like, you'd say, well, yeah, that's Riley's heart, but that's this is Riley. Riley. That's a part of Riley. And now that we have the Holy Spirit, God is a part of you now. Yeah. becoming one with you. The God of the universe wants to become one with you and resides with you. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. Howdy, I'm Jason. And I'm Riley. And welcome to the Meet the McCollisters podcast, where we try to create tribes of people who want a deeper relationship with Jesus and his church. And in this week's video, we are going to be talking about why does the church exist? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. The church exists because, well, Jesus wanted it to. <laughs> End of video. <laughs> well, okay. Seriously, why does the church exist? And talking about this, we could literally sit here for probably two days and come up with reasons mm -hmm. for why the church exists. But this is not an all-inclusive list. We just wanted to give you guys a small little tidbit of why the McCallisters think that God has established a church. I want to start with the fact that we are talking about why does the church exist does not mean why does your church building exist. That's a good point. Your The, the church we are talking about is the people Jesus in the church. Followers that are combining together to be the body of Christ. That is the church that we're talking about. And so therefore, why does that exist? Yeah, we don't care about your building. Nope. I hope that it doesn't like burn down, but like we don't, we're not talking about your building. Okay. So number one, the church exists for Jesus as mm -hmm. his bride. As Christians, we are the bride of Christ and he is the bridegroom. And in one glorious day, we're going to be met with him. We're going to complete that marriage ceremony and uh, we're going to be with him in the new creation. And so part of the yeah. church existing is he loves us as his bride. There's a relationship there. It's mm -hmm. not just a contractual relationship. Like Jesus is just as I try to do things for Riley to slew her and make her feel head over heels for me. Jesus does that for us. He tries to love us and and be our faithful husband. Yeah, and I think that it is beautiful to think about Jesus being our bridegroom and for us to be the body of Christ and to be his bride, because it's not like we're each the bride of Christ. It's as a whole, we are the bride of Christ. The so the Catholic that you disagree with might be the bride of Christ. <gasps> what? I can't believe we said it. Yes. But the Protestant that you disagree with might be the bride of Christ. So like these are things that like we are all his bride and that is the beautiful part of it is that we can Wait, come together. So if that means they're part of if they're the bride too, does that mean I have to like get along with them and like work with them? I know, it's so crazy. I never would have thought this. I I can't do it. Uh leading into that, <laughs> since we have to get along with other people that are the bride, guess what that means? The church exists so you can not just share Jesus with non-believers, but so you can share your bridegroom with one another. Yeah. So you can share Jesus with one another. Yeah. I hear so many times people talking about sharing Jesus with non-believers. And don't get me wrong, you gotta spread the gospel. Hugely important. The Great Commission is the Great Commission for a reason. But we have we're supposed to share Jesus with each other. Yeah, and I think that what that means is not just going back to what I say, it's not just going out and telling people about Jesus. John in John 17, it literally says that when we become one with each other, that is when the world will know that we are Christians and that Jesus came to save us and that the Father sent him. When we become one, we have to share the gospel, the unity of Christ with one another so that non-believers can know, therefore, that Jesus exists. You know, in my mind, I think, how can we share the gospel more with people? Well, maybe if we go through and, and Well, we and already we get... made a video on it, so yeah. go check that video out. That's true. That's true. Watch how to share the gospel. It's great. <laughs> But I think, oh, if we, if I can just get my apologetics down, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I can come up with all the evidence for the resurrection and for God, then we'll convince people. And Jesus, who is God and all-knowing and much smarter than I am, obviously, says, no, you know how people actually know who I am? When you love each other, how I loved you. Yeah. We exist to share Jesus, not just with non-believers, but with each other. Yeah. So if you have found this content helpful thus far in the video, we would encourage you to like, subscribe, and comment down below why you think the church exists and how you are living that out in your life today. All right, next point. The church exists with the goal of preparing a kingdom for God to rule over. This this one can get a little bit weird because we often are saying, we think that Jesus is just preparing this kingdom that we can go up and live in heaven when it's there's earth and heaven that are coming together to meet. Yeah. And I think and, that's and very there's, important. There's a lot. I mean, we quite literally could make probably several long podcasts just about that. Mm -hmm. But in our view and the way we interpret scripture, we believe God is reconciling creation to himself. We don't believe that he's just going to leave it for, you know, non-believers to be over and just take us all away. That we're, we believe that God is having us build a kingdom that he's quite literally going to rule over when he comes back. When he returns, the kingdom that we've built for him, he's going to rule over. And and you might say, well, what does that mean? You know, are you trying to say that we're doing the work of Jesus? Well, no, but yes, because we are his body. So we kind <laughs> of are doing the work the of Jesus. The hands and of, feet of Jesus. So yes, uh, no, yes at the same time. But uh, I believe that we're building a kingdom that Christ is going to rule over, that our actions actually do matter and impact the world and the eternal the eternal we will make an eternal impact today if we are truly acting as the body of christ if we're truly being his hands and feet yeah so i i believe that i'm not just you know i'm not just doing things so that one day we can all just get uh, not to you know discredit people who may believe this but just get taken up into the sky i think that you know I, i'm trying to build things that i i really believe that jesus will return and oversee like i'm preparing a kingdom for my king and he's gonna rule over that yeah um and that leads us kind of to our last thing that we were pretty passionate about. Yeah, is we, that one day we are actually going to be with Jesus and that we should be one with Christ now. Yeah, it, it goes back to the high priestly prayer that Jesus mm -hmm. prays and John that you mentioned. But in praying, not only was he talking about us loving one another and that showing that Jesus is who he says he is. He specifically is like, I'm not praying just for the apostles. I'm praying for the people who hear your message through them. Mm -hmm. That's you. Which is us. Jesus literally prayed you. for you and us, right? It's like crazy to me that Jesus literally prayed for us. Yeah, I know. That's crazy to think. Like I can't process how crazy that is. And in this prayer in which he literally prays for you and I right now, he says, I pray that you become one as I and the Father are one and that they can become one with me yeah. as I and the Father are one. So God literally wants to become one with us. Now that is insane. I don't understand that or can pretend to understand that remotely, but I just think of, you know, Riley and I, when we got married, we became one. And Jesus wants to become that close with us that we become one. And so the church exists to become one with Jesus. Now, I don't think that means we're going to become Jesus. Like we're not going to become God, mm -hmm. right? But he wants us to become one with him. He wants us I to mean, be that close. We have to think about it, that Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will live inside of you he resides inside of you like how can you be more 
one with somebody like my heart is not any like more one with me it's just it's just me like I just am so immersed in that that like it doesn't there's no separation yeah like Jesus and I should have no separation it kind of it's it's a good statement like somebody wouldn't look at your heart and say oh that's Riley's heart and then this is Riley Mm -hmm. like you would say well yeah that's Riley's heart but that's this is Riley Riley. that's a part of Riley and now that we have the Holy Spirit it's It's like it is part of us that's a part of us God is a part of you now yeah. And becoming one with you. That's a crazy thought. It it's is. a crazy thought. We're just talking about, like, the God of the universe wants to become one with you and resides within you. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. I think it's really all we have to say. I know there are so many more yeah. reasons we could talk about why the church exists, and they're all valid. Comment down below if you have any more reasons you, you think we missed that you're like, dude, no, you missed this. This is, we got to talk about this. But uh, you know, if you want more content on how to develop a deeper relationship with Jesus and his church, you can check us out here on YouTube at Meet the McCallisters. And you can check us out at anywhere you get your podcast at Meet the McAllisters podcast. Yeah, and if you want to get into contact with us, email us at meetthemcallisters at gmail.com and we will see you guys in next week's video.